You know what, Sam? What? The Hurricanes did stuff on free agency day. That wasn't a trade. I know. Coming to you from the heart of Canes country, this is the Caniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes. Hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we're back with another episode of the Caniac Report. And Sam, my gosh, free agency. What a day. I know. And it's still it's still going on, but it's not as active as it was that day. Yeah. Uh, so what we'll be doing is we'll be uh, doing a review of free agency for uh, today's episode, and then on Friday, you guys are just going to hear me because Sam, you're going to be off on vacation, uh, recovering prospects and in the entry draft. So it's going to be a fun recap week. Yep, I'm heading on vacation to Florida. Gonna take some time off um, from work, thank God, and just relax because it's summertime. But yeah, free agency was a heck of a day. Interesting, but some of the bigger players weren't even signed, which was also fascinating. Yes, very true. So uh, first, we're going to go through kind of uh, look at free agency from a league-wide standpoint, and then we will get to the Hurricanes as part of the second half of this episode. So Sam, uh, quite a big notables. Uh, that were signed, but it, it's not as deep as other free agency days oh, no. have been. No, you didn't have a lot of big names, and honestly, the biggest names weren't even signed. Um, yes, and even though, I mean, we're going to be reviewing the contracts I have here are long-term deals. For the majority of them, they were actually one one to two-year deals because these players are like, you know what, I, I'm, I want to get paid when the salary cap goes up uh, potentially 4 to $8 million after next season. So I, I, I can see why. Yeah, so a lot of short-term deals, a lot of um, interesting things. I mean, Carolina got in on some of the action, as we'll get into. But, like, Tarasenko wasn't signed. Kane wasn't signed. Bertuzzi wasn't signed till today, um, which is day two. So it's it's interesting. I mean, it didn't shake out quite like I thought, but, you know, like Duchesne's been signed, Kaloran got signed. Interesting. Yeah, definitely. So one of the player, one of the first players we're going to get to, Sam, what you just said about Alex Kaloran, is four years at $6.25 million with Anaheim. Um, Anaheim, they're in, a, they're in a rebuilding stage, Sam. Yeah. And uh, they signed Alex Kalorn to a four-year deal. I think he is going to help that team a lot. He's a great player. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I mean, that team's got a lot of good young pieces, so I'm going to be curious to see how that goes in Anaheim. Yes, and I kind of I, – I, I don't think Anaheim's going to make the playoffs this year, but I think what the expectation for Anaheim is to – be better in the standings, kind of be a little bit closer to the playoff line. Yeah, and they should be. I mean, they have some talent, really, really good talent. So Yeah, Trevor Zegras, um, Leo Carlson might be in there from yeah. when they drafted, which was a surprise to everyone. Yeah. So yeah. they have good young talent. Jamie no. Drysdale on the back end. They do. They have a lot of good young talent, and honestly, it's going to be. I, I'm hoping to see them continue to do really well, and I think I'm, we're going to see them do well. I like to see teams and rebuilds do well, not Chicago. Um, 
Um, but like Columbus, <laughs> yes, they're a divisional team, but I have no negative feelings with Columbus. I'd like to see them play do them do well this year. <laughs> and I think they will. I think Fantilli falling to them was the best thing that could have happened to to Chicago or to Columbus. To Columbus, absolutely. Um that worked out really well for them and that's gonna be beneficial to them. They have a really good team. Um I think their crux is gonna be maybe on defense, their bottom pairing, and then um their because their third pair is I think a little bit on the weaker side. But um goaltending is their their biggest their biggest um crutch though and it's about columbus or anaheim columbus columbus yeah anaheim um, i think is in a good spot they have a really great goalie they have some good defense well, and good offense the the goalie thing is bit an enigma to anaheim because gibson i'm sure he wants to win now yeah he's he's getting older so yeah i i don't know where he goes if they move him i've heard he might get moved but i don't know it hasn't happened yet yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, the next big deal that we saw was Jonas Corposalo signing a five-year, $4 million contract with Ottawa. Makes a lot of sense. Ottawa needs goaltending. Yeah. Cool, good, good quality goalie. Go- goalie, and he's a good one. Yeah, I, I like Corposalo a lot. I've always been a fan of him, so glad to see he got he got signed. Yes, and of course, there's also controversy around Alex Deprinkets because apparently he's oh. going to get traded. We don't know where, though. Yeah, I keep looking and keep hearing he's going to get moved, and then Tarasenko is going to take over. So I have heard Tarasenko might go to Ottawa. That would be good for them. Yeah, I heard that too. That would be really good for them. So I don't know if that's what's going to happen. I mean, if he goes somewhere, I mean, I won't lie. My preference is Ottawa. I don't see them really being a threat to anybody yet. I don't think they're in that stage of their rebuild yet. I think they keep trying to force it a little too soon, and it just hasn't worked for them. Well, I think they already kind of got the young pieces they need. They just really need to crack in the playoffs, honestly. Um, but the Atlantic Division said that is going to be a tough yeah. division. Yeah, because your top three are basically solidified. So the only chance you're getting in is if you break into the wild card. Yeah, although I could see Boston falling back. It's possible if because if Krejci and Bergeron retire, that's that's, that's a huge blow. Yeah, that's a huge blow in a lot of points. Sorry, Sam's yawning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, no, huge blow and a lot of points for Boston to lose. And that's their captain. That's their leadership right there, Krejci and Bergeron. They've been leaders there for years. Krejci wasn't there the year before, but he's been there a lot. Um, Lucic is coming back, though. That's nice for them. That's a good stabilizing figure and a veteran in the locker room. Yes, definitely. But yeah, that signing of Corpus Allos definitely going to make things more interesting for in the Atlantic division. Oh, yeah. um, next, The next signing, and to me, this is another signing that also makes sense a little bit. Although I think the term is, to me, probably a little bit too rich for my blood, is Ryan Graves, six years, $4.5 million with Pittsburgh. He's a defenseman a defensive defenseman, and I think that's what Pittsburgh probably needs. Obviously, Brian Dumoulin, he goes to, I believe, Colorado. Mm -hmm. So they need to upgrade defense. And honestly, they need to upgrade goaltending, but the only thing is it was a bit too late for them. They got Tristan Jari, though, so they re-signed Jari. So that wasn't a shock. That was their easiest path. Um, So hopefully they need him to take a step. Um, I don't know where Pittsburgh's going to go next. Um, they're in on Carlson, so they're the lot one of they are one of the last two teams in on Carlson, along with Carolina. So 
Yeah. And, and it makes sense. You kind of want another offensive defenseman to yeah. go with the aging Latang. Yeah. And we'll have to wait and see what direction happens and how Pittsburgh's going to make that fit under their cap. Um, Carolina, I think, has a little bit more ability to make that work, even though yeah, the maybe. cap space isn't there. But Carolina has the pieces to move because they're in a spot now where they technically have, in my opinion, at least two players that are expendable. If oh, Carlson I do comes, too. If Carlson, oh, actually three, if Carlson comes in, I mean, technically, Shea and Pesci become expendable, as well as um, Teravinen. I mean, that's four. I would say nine, more 13. along the lines of Jack Drury than Teravinen, yeah. uh, because, and we'll get to the Hurricane signings here, but I think the signing of Michael Bunton to me signaled that Jack Drury is going to get traded. I think he'll be a part of whatever happens. Try and bring it as big of a yeah, I agree. as you can. Yes. Um, another big signing, Ryan O'Reilly's. To me, this was a bit of a surprise. Uh, four years, $4.5 million with Nashville. He's kind of re- uh, replacing what Duchesne brought to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what Duchesne's contract was in Nashville. I think it was... It was $5 million, And they just couldn't trade trade that contract because it was really high. So they bought him out. I think, if I'm honest, I like Duchesne more than O'Reilly. So... I'm a little bit surprised by the move. Yeah, it's it's very interesting under Barry Trotz right now. Very no, yeah, and it is because um, he took over. It's going to be an interesting team to see go down the stretch because he wants to compete. He doesn't really want to rebuild per se. So, although I could see a retool with Nashville, I think that's what they're working on because they 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 swapped players, Ryan O'Reilly and Duchesne. They're very similar kind of players, so. I don't know. Again, I felt like that move itself didn't make a lot of sense to go from O'Reilly to Duchesne. Yeah, because I, I agree with you. I like Duchesne better than O'Reilly. I think Duchesne yeah. is a more of an all-around player. I do know Ryan O'Reilly, when he got to Toronto, defensively, he was not good. Yeah. So, it doesn't really surprise probably anyone talking with talking about Toronto, but... Yeah, we'll see if Ryan O'Reilly can kind of bounce back a little bit defensively with Nashville. I think he does because Nashville um, usually has very good defense. And they have for years. It's been the hallmark of their team. But that's also Barry Trot, so I don't think that's going to change at all. Yes, definitely. Uh, The last one we're going to get to is JT Comper. Five years, $5.1 million with... It wasn't Colorado, was it? I don't think so. Well, I got our show notes wrong, folks. <laughs> I don't know why I put that. I think JT Comfort, he went to... Um, uh, but, but, was it Seattle? I'm going to check that real quick here. Detroit. Oh, Detroit, that's right. It was Detroit. That's a good deal for Detroit, too. Yes, it is. Uh, Detroit is another team in the Atlantic, Sam, that's really trying to get back in the playoffs. Um, again, makes things a lot more interesting for the Atlantic division. It's going to get very tight. Um, and we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, so those were kind of the big signings. Obviously, Tyler Bertuzzi, he signed, I think, a, wasn't a one-year yes. $5.5 million contract with um, Toronto. 
And Toronto, I think that was a good signing because they need grit, and Bertuzzi definitely brings grit. So the only thing with them is can he stay healthy? That's the biggest thing. I remember Josh from the last episode uh, mentioned Bertuzzi's health. Yeah, and, and if I'm honest with you, I like the deal. If I could, I, I think if I'm Carolina, I don't know why I didn't try that as well, but I think that would have put Carolina in a position of having to wait and they would have lost players. And they didn't want to do that. Yeah, they didn't. And, the, and I think we kind of knew they were going to be aggressive, or at least we got a hint when Elliot Friedman stated, um, I think kind of um, near free, I think it was probably Friday night or Saturday early morning, where he said that Carolina's going to be aggressive. And Carolina was. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there are other f- free agent signings. Again, a lot of them one-year deals. Others, uh, I'll say, probably Matt Duchesne, one-year, $3 million d- deal to Dallas. That a little bit hurt because I really wanted Duchesne to come here. Um, and Jason Zucker, he uh, he signs a contract as well uh, with Arizona. I think that's also a one-year deal, around, I believe, $5 million. But, yeah. A lot of uh, interesting contracts. And before we get to the hurricane signings, let's get, let's get to our sponsor. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpma.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50, 10 plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. All right, Sam, let's get to the signings that the Hurricanes made. What signings? Did we actually do something on free agency, Sam? Yes, we did. Trust me, I was as surprised as you. So but, was Don Waddell, apparently, and he's the one who made the calls. Yes. Well, I mean, there was one free agency day, or no, no, that was trade deadline. My bad. That was when we got trode check. And uh, Sammy Wagner. But yeah, we, we normally aren't active mm-hmm. on free agency day, so that really surprised us. But and you if know we're what? active, I... it's the trade market, not the free agency market. Exactly. That's how we got Patcher ready. That's how we got Brent Burns was through trade. But Carolina wanted to do 
something different. And I really liked it. But first, before we get to that crazy Saturday, let's go to Friday. As it was announced, Jesper Foss was going to be re-signing for two years, $2.4 million contract, Sam. You were happy. I was so, <laughs> so happy. I immediately called my dad and be like, Foss is now signing. I'm so happy. Yeah, that was interesting. So um, I'm happy. And now, and now that can be your fourth line. Martinuk, Stahl, and Faust. And I think that's going to be a great fourth line. I really do. Um, so now let's get to the actual crazy Saturday that we all Canes fans experienced. Dmitry Orolov signs a two-year, $7.75 million contract. Sam, when this was first tweeted out by Elliot Friedman, I thought he made a typo. Because <laughs> I was like, is it really that much? And then I looked at other credible sources. And even though I was really agitated with Twitter that day, I finally got the answer. Uh, and that it was... million. Oh, you have no idea. You texted me. I'm in the movie theater with my dad getting ready to watch Indiana Jones for the second time. By the way, good movie. Go see it. They don't pay me. That was was a great movie. They don't pay us to say that. They don't pay me to say that, but it was a great movie. And if you loved Indiana Jones 1, 2, and 3, you're going to like this one a lot. So go see it. Yes, definitely. But yes, then what are your thoughts on the signing? I thought... I like the players we got. I, I have, I mean, I like, I like Orlov. I like what he did in Boston. I like what he did in Washington. He's a top four. He's going to play in the top four. So I think his signing creates questions. It did. It really did create questions. Um, because we're getting D'Angelo on July 9th. Yes. Which and Waddell confirmed. Yes. Waddell did confirm that in uh, his media availability yesterday at 4 p.m. Uh, that D'Angelo trade is still on. So it, it makes you wonder the question, mostly the question of surrounding Brett Pesci. And Sam, I was surprised when I was listening to that media conference with Waddell live. I was surprised that no one addressed that question of Brett Pesci or even Brady Shea because Orloff, he sh- he's a left-handed shooter. And we know Kane, the Kane's team really likes it. And it is optimal, mm-hmm. obviously, to have three lefties playing in the left uh, pairing position yeah. and three righties in the right-handed position on D. So it is more optimal, but it does create questions for Pesci or Brady Shea. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us could agree that I think the Canes are not done because of that. No, they're not done. They're still in on Carlson. Which, honestly, I have said this actually to um, a fan on Instagram because I was posting all this stuff on our Instagram stories in the fact that, honestly, I am not a big fan of trying to get Eric Carlson when you already got Orloff. I like the idea of getting Carlson. I just think at that point, okay, if you bring in Orlov, Carlson, and D'Angelo, I don't feel that that's just Pesci out. I think that's Pesci 
and Shea are out. Oh, I agree. I do think both of them are out. But that's a huge revamp of the defense that was already very good. Very good this past season. Now, that pair, Shea and Petrie's pair, did struggle in the Florida series. Yes. Um, so maybe they're looking at that series and being like, well, we didn't get enough of their performance. That's possible. And I like, again, who we brought in and who we're bringing in in the future, I think are good. And I think if you're bringing Carlson, you're going to get a lot more offense. If this team is trying to go from a defensive style to maybe more of an offensive style driven by your blue line, Orlov, D'Angelo and Carlson make more sense than Gosta, Spare, Shea and Pesci, right? I mean, Gosta Spare is, but Shane Pesci aren't. And I and think- Gifford go- goes for getting a good four year, well, not four year, but one year, four million dollar contract with Detroit. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that we didn't do something like that, but they like what they got. They got what they were looking for. Yeah, so. and the and the offer for go- that we gave goes was like three point two, which but made it was sense. a two year deal, and I'm surprised he didn't take the term. But either way, I digress. Um, I. I'm just interesting, and I'll give my grade on this day as a whole at the end. But um, I guess you want to move on to the next player? Uh, yes, the next player is Michael Bunting. Signs a three-year, $4.5 million contract. To me, this was the best signing of the day. And honestly, the best signing between the two players, I, it's funny. I, I thought. I don't know if I ever said this on the podcast, but it's something I had thought after I saw that Toronto might not sign him. I was like, you know, the Hurricanes could use Michael Bunting. Right or Tyler Bertuzzi, they both fall under that same umbrella of that same playing style. Yeah, and uh, Michael B- and and Bunting, I feel, has that experience of playing with the best. So yeah, he, he, he plays with Matthews and Marner, and I think a, that player could be used to play with Aho and Jarvis. Yeah, it gives you that toughness on that line because Jarvis, he tries, he's just small. Not like Bunting's a big dude, but Bunting's not going to get pushed around either. Yeah, he's not. And he's a little bit like Nason in the way that he has a nose for the net. He gets a lot of greasy goals. Uh, he can have problems with the refs at times. Yeah. That is a concern. But you know what? Svesh has had that with us, and I and he was able to tone that down. I think um, under Brendan Moore's system, I think I, that could happen again. I think it's possible. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does and where he slots in. But yeah, and I think because of that, I think Tara Vinan's out of your top six now. So I think it's interesting. Yes, and I, I do want to say things too. I, uh, if we have a Tara Vinan, KK, Nason line, I'm all for that. Uh, but here's the thing, and I saw a lot, an argument on Twitter. I told you about this. Uh, but I'm not going to name names. But uh, two people were going at it about KK's potential. And honestly, I, um, I think KK is not a second-line center yet. He can still develop into one. He's still yeah. young enough. But if, if you're still wanting to upgrade with forwards, and I think they need to. I, part of the reason why I think they're not done, I could see Pesci being traded for... Someone up front. I again, I still don't like the Eric Carlson idea. I, I just don't. But if you're wanting KK to progress in his career, then you're probably going to need to give him more ice time than maybe that stall line. And 
I know there are going to be people out there who say, well, you can't number lines. It's too strict. Brendan Moore doesn't number his lines. And, and honestly, he shouldn't number his lines. He should have that mentality of being like, listen, my lines aren't numbered. I just have lines. Yeah. And I think that's good. But the reason why there are numbered lines is because of ice time. And there are 60 minutes in a game, and common sense will tell you you want your best players out there more than the other players. Because, yes. granted, not every player is going to be like Sebastian Ajo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Stahl is going to be probably a fourth-line center, and I think he should be if you want to create more offense. That line's not going to get you a lot of goals, but it's going to do a very good job of defending and keeping the puck out of your own zone. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so I just want to get that out there because I, I, I'm just like, in order to create more offense, you need to have that stall line to be yeah. your fourth line. And I don't disagree. And I, that's why I want to see another center come into this organization. That's, um, top six quality. Um, and we've been saying that for weeks now. Um, so next Carolina basically brings back all three goaltenders, Ronta. which surprised me. It did me. I really thought there were one was going to go, but I was accurate, though, right? I mean, the first goalie to get signed was Auntie Ranta, and I said Ranta's the most likely. And you said Father Finn in, in the tweets. Yes. Father Finn comes back. Love that. Auntie Ranta's coming back to Carolina. That didn't shock me. I thought that was highly possible. The number shocked me, coming in at one year, $1.5 so he took a pay cut. But he wants to be here. He wants to try and win a cup here. And same thing with Anderson, too. Anderson, Anderson wanted to be here. Now... Um, before this deal came about, it was reported that Anderson was kind of testing the market, but he's like, you know, I really want to come back here. And another thing too, of why Orlov, uh, came, came here is apparently it was reported by Adam gold that he actually came to Don Waddell or his, or his agent probably most likely, uh, saying, Hey, uh, this is, I like to be in Carolina. So we signed him to a two year deal. And Don Waddell said in the uh, press conference, being like, uh, things have changed. Uh, we usually try to chase after guys, but now guys are wanting to come here. And it says a lot about the culture. Yeah. And that, and players want to play for Rod. Exactly. It's just the fact they want to play for Rob Brindamore. And I like that. Who doesn't want to, well, other, other than Eric Hall. Yeah. Other than Eric Hall. Well, he, he, <laughs> he, he can go, you know what himself. So, um, no one likes Eric Holland. But, yeah, I mean, look, Anderson came back. Ronta came back. They came back because they wanted to. Now, the question does is, what does this mean for Kachetkov? If I'm Kachetkov, I'm angry. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm probably not happy. Cause I, listen, I'm probably not happy either. I'm happy. You know, when I see Auntie Ronta get signed, I'm like, awesome. I got myself a reliable backup if something goes wrong. He's good. And then I see Anderson get signed, and I'm like, crap, I'm not going to be your starting goalie. I do think he is going to be playing in the regular season. I think Kochetkov's going to be their backup. I could see that too. And Sam, I, you might say the same reason why is, I mean, Ronta, $1.5 million contract. I could see Kochetkov uh, jumping up, mm-hmm. possibly over Ronta. I think what's going to happen is, and I think this is plausible. I think the preseason might determine that. Yeah. Right. And, and honestly, having three goalies back, I mean, you have familiarity, which is good, but also increases competition. So even though Kochekov might be angry, um, 
it could be good in fact that, well, you know what? I'm going to prove myself. I'm going to prove that I can be at least a, a backup in this league. Have anything else to say? No, I think that's fair. I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens in this regard. Um, but I guess the biggest question of the whole day, it's what you and I've kind of been weaving in and out of every discussion is what happens to Brett Pesci. I don't think he's with the team next year. I, I just feel the fact that they're going after Carlson and D'Angelo's coming in, uh, someone's not playing. Because technically right now, it's Slavin Burns, Shea Pesci, Chatfield Orlov. D'Angelo's coming in. I don't think Chatfield's going to be an extra, and I don't think they're going to roll seven defensemen. And then if they bring in Carlson, well, <laughs> does that mean Shea and Pesci are both gone? I think the writing's on the wall. So for Brett Pesci or I Brady think, Shea, or but Brady I think Shea, yes. most of the rumors have been around Pesci. So the writing's on the wall. I think uh, the Hurricanes have a preference for term, right? And Adam Gold talks about this too. Carlson's term is four years, and if they can get that cap hit down to the sevens and sixes, at the end of the day, that's going to make more sense for this club than Brett Pesci wanting seven or eight for eight years because he's going to want a big contract. <laughs> so, you know, at the end of the day, it's just those questions you have to ask yourself is what's going to happen, you know, like with the team as a whole. So, uh, and with Pesci and Shay, they're, you know, Pesci's a part of the core. He's been with this team for many, many years now. He's been a hallmark of the organization. You love him. I love him. I don't hate Brett, Brett you know, Brett Pesci at all by any stretch of the imagination but you know it's the, the right move and right now i think it might be yeah possibly um and another thing too i think what's interesting is i think if you think about it i think shay might i think you could present a case of shay probably maybe getting traded because you have orlov who it shoots lefty just like Shay does, but also too in the wings, you probably already have a top four demon that's going to be ready in two years with Nikishkin, and that's the am amount of term that Orlov has with this team. So I, I think you're pretty good on the left side of defense. So I would think maybe you trade Shay, but trading Pashy, that's going to be, that's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing kind of what happens here. Um, again, I'm as I always do, I'm just kind of scrolling through Twitter. I don't really see anything that's up right now. Granted, you never know. That could change. We could finish recording the podcast, and then all of a sudden, you know, right, you know, Brett Pesci's trade, if that's the case, we're going to pop back on because it's just Oh, so yeah, quick. definitely. We'll, we'll talk about it real quick. So, um, But it, I wouldn't be shocked if nothing happens. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. But, you know, until after July 4th. But, you know, I think it's just, it's fascinating, really. I, I feel for Rhett Pesci, I don't think he really wants to leave, but he wants to get paid, and I think he's earned the right to get paid. So, but you have to it be, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I'm not mad at him. I don't think anyone is. I think it's an understandable decision he's going to make. Yeah, and I think as... A, as the Canes organization as a whole, I th do think you need to be careful when it comes to resigning Brett Pesci because I don't know if you want to give him seven million. I don't know dollars. if they want to. I don't know if they care about the seven million. They don't want to give him the term. I think the number seven is okay to the 
team. It's they don't want to give him, I think, anything more than four. So, and yeah, he probably and he probably wants seven or eight years, and I I get that, I do. I just don't think that's going to happen here. Um, but yeah, we you know we've been talking about Brett Pesci for weeks, so everyone knows that that's something that's going on. And at this point, I'm going to be honest with you. Is he going to be playing with that in the back of his mind if he's not if he's a hurricane? So I feel at this point there's nothing you can do other than trade him because I don't know if I want him playing especially, with distraction, especially with the signing of Orlov. And we talked about this last episode. I mean, uncertainty can kill, can possibly hurt the culture in the locker room. We saw that with Jack Eichel in Buffalo before he got traded. No. Yeah. And Buffalo got better after that. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that it's going to be a culture problem. I'm going to say he's going to be playing with something in the back of his mind. Svetch did, and he didn't have that great of a year before his contract. Natchez did. He didn't have a good year before his contract. Although I thought there was more certainty around Svetch because yeah, for he, sure. he, he's a core player. Uh, absolutely. And he's young. But, you know, Pesci's going to be in a similar spot. So in my mind... I don't think there's a choice anymore just with everything going around. I think that when you bring in Orlov, I think that just tells you the, the reality of the situation. But I agree. The signing of Orlov to me really just showed that they are going to be trading Brett Pesci or Shea sooner or later. And then um, Waddell spoke to the media. We've already alluded to this. D'Angelo has a deal in place to come to Carolina, right? Philly's going to make the deal. They're going to retain half. We're going to get him under um, two and a half, around the two and a half mark. So that's going to happen, and that Ajo's contract's going to get signed. We know that. We all know that. Yes. Um, no, I think we're probably, I think we all were kind of expecting him to be signed on free agency day because that was being reported. Mm -hmm. But it's just a matter of it. Of when, not if. Well, his agent had a lot to work, and they had agreed to let his agent get the players that were up this year, help let him work with those clients and not with Ajo right now just because of that. And that makes sense. Ajo's going to be a Carolina Hurricane. It doesn't sound like this is an if. It's a win, and it sounds like he's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of an 8 by 9.5, 8 by 10 So right around 8 by 80 you know, 8 years, $80 million total. So, Yeah. So I'm not I, upset with that. That's I'm not fine, upset but. with that either. So Sam, uh, what would your grade be if we were to uh, put a grade on the Hurricanes' performance on free agency day? So I give them an A for the players that they acquired, but I give them an actual C because I still don't believe they addressed the actual problem that they faced, which was the lack of scoring. Yes, Dmitry Orlov, two-way defender, brings you some offense. So does Michael Bunting. But they're not that top six goal scorer that you need. I so. think Michael Bunting could possibly, which is why I'm giving them a B. I'm not giving them an A, though, because I still think they need to upgrade on the forward group. Yeah. The D wasn't the problem. So I don't know why they're making a bunch of changes at D. It was just, to me, it was the offense, and maybe that's why they're trying to get Eric Carlson because he got over 100 points. But that, I mean, you could it's not gonna happen here, exactly. You could see that not happening here under Brenda Moore's system. And again, I said it before, I do believe Rob Brenda Moore's system needs to change. I think it has to, I think you need to allow some of these skilled players to show their skill especially their offensive skill. And I think if you give a little in that regard, 
I think you're going to see a player like Aho get close to 100 points. And I think you're going to see Svechnikov get close to 30, maybe 40 goals. I just... We'll see. I think Carolina is missing a top six forward still. They could that could come by trade. I'm not grading their off season yet. There is no grade for that until we get probably into late August, early September when the team is finalized. Well, we're going to do our official season preview in September of this team. So that's when we're going to give. That's when I'll give my off season grade because at that point we're going to know the roster. I hope we're going to know the roster. Yes, and part of the reason why I'm having it in September because by then the team will be finalized. Yes, and it should be. But overall, yeah, I would say a C for right now. But and for me, a B. And, and that can change, and B is fair, too. Um, I like who the players we got. I just don't feel it's addressed the actual problem yet because I feel the same as you in that they went out, they, they're changing the decor around, and it's like, why? It's not bad, but okay. <laughs> you know, it's whatever, but they'll move on. They will do what they have to do, and if this team wins the Stanley Cup, then who cares? Yeah. So that's that's our recap of free agency. We hope you enjoy it, and we we will see you guys. Well, you'll see you next time, but I'll see you all in a week. Yes. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, Check them out on Instagram and Twitter at The Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.